Lifelong X-Files fans. And this is We Want to Believe. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So this is episode 14 for us, and we are talking about episode 13 for Mulder and Scully. And I'll just point out that I read somewhere that over half the podcasts that were looked at in some study on, like, I don't know if it was Spotify or the Apple Store, over half of them had fewer than 10 episodes. So go us for succeeding and having lots. Yeah. Cool. We are legit. Yeah. Almost halfway to between 10 and 20. Yeah. How numbers work. Yeah, (laughs) it is. You have an update, yes? Yes, I have a a quick update. I thought this was really neat. Alex Nichols, a listener and a Twitter friend of mine, mentioned something to me that I thought was really fascinating. That maybe is an overstatement. I don't know. It's cool. Okay, I'll just tell you. (laughs) Remember when we were talking about the episode Eve, you remarked how you noticed that that Tina and Cindy were the two little girls. And Mm -hmm. you were like, they spell Tina, T-E-E-N-A. And we were kind of like, why would would you bother? (laughs) You know, we never see it written. She... Uh, Alex Nichols had heard this, and then she sent me a a clip of it, that Tina and Cindy were named for the writer's wives. Oh, really? Yeah. And so uh, Tina, spelled T-E-E-N-A, is James Wong's wife, and James Wong is a classic X-Files writer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Explanation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Neat. I also have a, a breaking news Minotaur update. Ooh, it's not did you find not one? actually breaking news. <laughs> yes, they've been discovered. Be um, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. So I I played Adam the update in which I talked about uh, the Minotaur. Uh-huh. Perseus. We're pretty sure. I, oh. oh God, I'm already forgetting. I think it was Perseus <laughs> who killed the Minotaur. And then okay. also for clarification, I talked about ancient Greece a little bit wildly and said that like <laughs> the Minoans were as far away from ancient Greeks at roughly as ancient Greeks are from us. What I really meant was classical Greeks specifically, which are like oh. the classic ones that you think of. Okay. Because as Adam pointed out, ancient Greeks are kind of all of them for a long time. And so there were ancient Greeks in the time of the Minoans. Those are the ones who actually encountered the Minoan civilization. And so he also pointed out this wasn't a big deal and I didn't need to do a (laughs) correction about it, but I felt like I should. Also in that- This to be my chance to say that some of my favorite podcasts are put on by historians and that I think Adam needs to do his own history podcast. Yeah, and um, he actually has a plan for a podcast. So if any of you know Adam in real life or you don't know him in real life, but you want a history podcast about a really fascinating story. Bug him. Let's pressure him, everyone. Yep, peer pressure. Yes, hashtag Liz's husband Adam should have his own podcast. (laughs) Succinct and catchy. (laughs) Cool. Anything else? Oh, the Minoans were between 1300 and 1500 years before the classical Greeks. Ah, okay. Do we have an idea of when? Never mind. Yeah, let's not go down that road. I'll just have to make another correction later. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know, this is one of my favorite similar facts, Mm. that Cleopatra temporally is closer to the launch of 
the Apollo space mission than she was the building of the pyramids. I have heard that, and it's really weird. It is really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Because it just makes you be like, God, people have been around for a while doing stuff. It's crazy. They sure have. I just want to address something that Helen can see that you all can't. My bangs keep doing this thing, this little piecey thing, and it's driving me insane. And I just keep trying to some fix it to get them cut or some dry no, shampoo I, I, or? I think i need dry shampoo i think they're greasy and i think oh, they're getting okay. it like into little pieces and it's you should driving keep me some in your office insane yeah that is a level of foresight that never occurred to me but i'm mm-hmm. moving offices anyhow so maybe with the next move yeah i'm not gonna do it for three weeks so i got like three inches cut off my hair oh my god you did your hair's yeah. really short it looks yeah. really cute thank you wow. yeah <laughs> The Day We Fought Space, a Wreck-Em-Up with Spiraling Chain Reactions, is now available for pre-order on the App Store. As a physics professor, I especially approve of this game. More about reaction than rehearsal. You'll use physics to your advantage as you create dynamic chain explosions to take your enemies down. You can personalize your ship to best suit your playstyle and the mission at hand with zany weapons such as an orbital blade, an ice laser, or a wrecking ball. The best part is that The Day We Fought Space is coming from a close friend of and of the podcast, Catherine Kimport, who is the game writer-in-chief at Tersiops Truncatus Studios. See if you have what it takes to reclaim the solar system in this gritty and dynamic side-scroller. Pre-order now before The Day We Fought Space's official launch on May 26th. Visit thedaywefoughtspace.com slash purchase to order now. Okay, so episode 13... Beyond yeah, the sea, Beyond the Sea, which an excellent whew, one. Really yeah. good, but like really intense. Really intense. Yeah. So but really good. I have I have a lot to say about the episode. I have a, a slight tangent about the main Ooh. bad guy. Oh, okay. Which is not intense. We'll get to it. Okay. So we see Scully with her parents, which was cool. Yeah, First I don't time. think we'd seen them before. Yeah. Nope. Um, and there's like some tension with her dad where, you know, he kind of asks her about work and it's clear it's like a point of contention and she refers to him at one point as ahab right Mm -hmm. okay and he calls her starbuck um referring to moby dick Mm -hmm. um which that's a separate tangent i don't know why people like moby dick so much but no i've never read it but i don't need to no i feel like it's a story about a dude obsessed with a whale right i don't know yeah. No thanks. That's it. I don't know. Yeah. I hear there's a lot of like details about whaling. I don't want that in my life. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one does. Yeah. There's whaling in the podcast that Adam will create that doesn't exist yet. And he oh. won't like go on and on about it because he knows that the interest is not in the whaling details. No, it's not. Yeah. The only whaling details I'm interested in is that Zach has a friend from high school who worked for, I believe, the U.S. government or NASA doing some sort of space aeronautics stuff. Okay. Made a bunch of money and then quit and went to work with the people that try to stop whaling. Oh, my God. That's awesome. So he was on a boat in, like, the South Atlantic, possibly. I don't know. Now I'm just making stuff up. Um, Trying to (laughs) catch whalers. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And Holy and then cow. he then later he ended up going on a um bike trip across the United States 
um, where he once wow. ran into Zach's parents randomly at oh, a Oh, that's hostel. really weird. <laughs> yeah. That's really weird. Yeah. Interesting guy. I know. Anyway. I would I would watch a movie about this guy or listen yeah. to a podcast about him. Yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. we will. Yeah. So they they leave, they have dinner, they clean up, they leave. And later the clock shows it's 1.47 a.m. And Scully fell asleep on the couch. And she wakes up and she sees her dad is sitting across from her in an armchair talking, but you can't hear what he, she can't hear either what he's saying. And then the phone rings and she looks back and he's gone. And the phone is her mom saying that her dad died about an hour ago. And then we get the theme song. Yep. And if you're interested, what was on TV as Scully was sleeping was a uh, infomercial for spray on hair. Oh yeah, that's right. (laughs) So that was nice. Yeah. So then we're at Jackson University in Raleigh, North Carolina at night, and two teenagers are making out in a car. Um, Someone knocks on the door, and the kid who's in the driver's seat rolls down the window. And he's, like, shining the flashlight at them. Like, you assume it's a cop, but you can't really see because the way the flashlight is aimed at them. Right. And he continues that even when the kid gets out of the car. But then the kid looks down and sees that the guy's in jeans. And he asks him for ID, which is smart, but he should have done that before he got out of the car. Yes. And the guy attacks him. Yes. And at that point, I was like, this might be too scary for me. Oh, my God. How did I used to watch horror movies all the time? This is terrifying. I thought you still watched horror movies. Well, I kind of have lost my opportunity to because Mm. Adam doesn't like horror movies. I mean... I don't watch them anymore, Nobody really, really, I know, watches them. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of just don't end up watching them that much. I think I'm only up for ghosty ones. I think I can only Uh, handle scary ghost movies. I don't think I can watch stuff with, like, college kids being abducted. It's too terrifying. See, I feel the opposite. I can handle a lot of true crime stuff. But when we start getting into ghosty stuff is when I need to bow out. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Different like, types of anxiety. Like you're wrong, though, but, but you're wrong. Um, yeah, I, I def- think I can potentially feel like I can defend myself against an attacker mm, by like my home security system, my giant dog. But like, you know, if there's a ghost, what are you going to do? Ghostbusters. I, I think you know exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say who you're going to call? Yeah. Is that the question? That is the question. <laughs> So we see Mulder and Scully in their office. Um, He calls her Dana. Yeah, I noted that. He does a lot in this episode. Yeah. And he tells Scully that a couple was kidnapped in Raleigh and that last year to the day, a couple was also kidnapped and the two were later found dead and apparently five days later. And so he says they have five days to find the students. Yeah. Yeah. He also tells her that in one week, Luther Lee Boggs will be put to death. And he claims to have info about the kidnapping and says that he obtained this info through psychic transmission. Which he received because he was previously on death row, went all the way to the execution chamber. Mm -hmm. And he said, and then there was a stay of execution. And that experience left him with this channel, he claims. Right. Also, Mulder is part of the reason he was put away to begin with. Right. Because he's Mm -hmm. like super duper murderer, killed his family, killed tons of people. Yeah, he strangled his whole family on Thanksgiving and then sat down to watch the last quarter of the Green Bay-Detroit game, I believe is what Mulder says. Ah. How nice. Yeah. Yeah, so he's so creepy. Anyway. So creepy. He wants to speak to Mulder. 
Yeah. Um, Scully wants to go with, says the funeral is at noon, but that she needs to work. Yeah. Um, and so we flashed. And, oh, go And ahead. I want to be clear for a second that Mulder makes it clear he does not believe that Boggs is receiving psychic transmissions. Right. This is one of, like, I'd say this is the first example of Mulder being skeptical. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. He is not metaphorically running after a wolf into the woods. Right. No, he's not. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so we see the Scully family funeral. His ashes are being poured into the sea while Beyond the Sea is playing. Um, and we're told, I don't know if it's then or later, that that was the song that her parents danced to at their wedding. Yeah. And Mr. Scully, Bill? Is Bill, his? yeah. Or is it I, Bill Mulder? Uh, oh. What is Scully's dad's name? He's captain, though. He's definitely captain. a captain. Captain Scully was a sailor of some sort as well. Yeah. Hence the water. He was in the Navy. He was in the Navy, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. He yeah, because Scully says that, like, he could have been buried at Arlington, but this is what he wanted, to have just this private funeral with his family. Right. Right. Um, Scully asks her mom if her dad was proud of her because he had been, well, apparently both of them had kind of been disappointed that she joined the FBI instead of pursuing medicine. Um, and her mom is, like, a little vague. She says something like, he was your father, which I feel like is not the answer yeah but that, that's you not should, an answer yeah i know be like of course come on of yeah. course absolutely he was yeah. your father yeah or something yeah. like yeah. yeah so they visit boggs in prison who is hella creepy so creepy and you know who that actor is um no i was like i've seen this somebody this creepy that's what before Zach said too who is he Wormtongue from Lord of the Rings. <gasps> oh my God, I forgot. Right? Oh like, God, that guy. He's like the creepiest <laughs> oh dude ever. God. Like, how does this guy just like go to the grocery store and have yeah. like, a normal life? I feel like he couldn't. He's too creepy. Yeah. Now, didn't we have in college some sort of list of people that we would yep. rather make out with? I almost no. said Wormtongue. Bogs no. over these people? No, so I don't know what sort of list you may have had, but um, <laughs> here's here's the story I was going to tell that he the oh, list okay. on which Luther Lee Boggs features for us. Okay. Me and Amanda discussed yeah, this in is college. What I'm thinking of okay, <laughs> we had a list of suppose you found a videotape because uh, it was you know early two oh, thousands right. and it was labeled so and so porn or sex tape. Um, right. We were creating a list of people that we would not put it in the VCR and play it. We would not be curious uh, enough. Oh. And we eliminated close family and friends. But then right. we tried to consider everyone else we knew. Mm-hmm. And we found it was a very short list that we were like, <laughs> there's almost no one that we wouldn't be tempted to put it in and hit play. There yeah. was just like a handful of people. I don't remember who they were now, but what I do remember is that it was such a short list that we extended it to fictional characters and we put Boggs on it because we were uh, like, we would not want to see of. a tape with Boggs. So I would be so curious. If would I you? Thought, oh, oh my God. Like, not that I, I mean, like, just what are the circumstances? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I guess. <laughs> like, how'd this get in my house? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so he wants to make a deal for life in prison for right. giving them information on this. So Mulder hands him a scrap of fabric from an evidence bag 
And Boggs goes into some sort of trance, saying so that, creepy. These trances so he does, I hate them so be much. Overstated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, saying that the boy is tied with twine, saying something about a hanger. He My says, dark, moved. cold place, cellar, right. condemned warehouse, an angel of stone, water falling, water. but not water. That's where right. they are. Yes. And he's saying all this in the creepiest voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then Mulder tells him that the fabric was torn off his New York Knicks t-shirt, and it's not actually evidence. And so it's clear Mulder is not buying any of it. Yeah. And But as they're leaving... Boggs starts singing Beyond the Sea. Yep. And he says, did you get my message, Starbuck? Which is, like, so creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Poor poor Scully. I I mean, like, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So Mulder says he's going to interrogate him longer um, because he thinks that Boggs is somehow related to this. Not Mm -hmm. that he's receiving information, but he is, like, an accomplice. He's in cahoots. He's in yes. cahoots. And so Scully is driving home and she starts to see signs of what Boggs had been talking about. So like she sees a sign for um, the Niagara Hotel and it right. has what looks like a waterfall on the sign. Mm-hmm. She sees a stone angel. Mm-hmm. So she goes yep. alone into the condemned warehouse. Right. Yeah. Which is like, even though you're in the FBI, Scully. Let's, no, always call for backup. Yeah, seriously. Um, she finds a bracelet. Mm-hmm. She finds a charm bracelet. And so she brings it in for evidence. So then later, Mulder shows up at her apartment to talk about the bracelet. And Scully tells him, tells him that she didn't get there for the reason that she told the FBI um, she told them something about seeing suspicious behavior or something, but she f- saw signs from Boggs. Um, and Mulder is mad that she lied on the report for not and not telling mm-hmm. the Bureau how she actually found the area, you know, saying that, yeah. like, well, of course, she won't have that associated with her name. Right. That, you yeah. know, it's only spooky Mulder or whatever. Right. Yeah. And he, it was the girl's bracelet, by the way. Yes. Right. It yeah. was the girl's bracelet. And he also says that they're moving up Boggs' ex- execution or either they're moving it up or, like, it's just he reminds her it's in a few days or something. Yeah, yeah. Something of that nature. So they're back in prison. And Mulder ha- plants a trap with a fake newspaper that says that the kids were found safe um, because he knows Boggs has his, like, one phone call that day. Yeah. And so he wants to see if he'll call his accomplice if he sees that the kids were found safe. To be like, what the heck happened? Right. Mm-hmm. And so they're in some sort of prison surveillance room. Yeah. I would say that. Yeah. And Boggs goes to the phone and, oh, nope, Boggs is calling them and yeah. knows that it's a lie. Yeah. And says, how come you don't believe me? Scully does. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I think this is when Mulder and Scully kind of decide that they'll try to make a deal with him because he's not cooperating and time is ticking for the kids. I'm not sure. Is that then? I think so. I I guess I do have a note here that we have another creepy bog scene. So that makes sense. So, yeah. 
Because there's no, like, official agreement in place, but maybe they say right. they try to. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah, this is when he he tells them, amongst other creepy things that he says, um, that they're in a boathouse on Lake Jordan. And he says, don't go near the White Cross. Your blood will spill on the White Cross. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they go to the boathouse, presumably on Lake Jordan. Yeah. And they find the girl from the couple. Yeah. And, uh, and she's saved. Mm-hmm. And Mulder is kind of walking through the area trying to find whoever has kidnapped her and sees some movement and ends up getting shot. And Scully looks and sees a large white cross that's like part of the dock. Like bleached wood. Yeah. And Mulder's uh, blood has splattered on it. Right. Yep. Um, I forgot Mulder gets like actually shot. Yeah. For some reason, I thought that it was like it hit him where like his vest would be but uh, presumably he was not wearing one or it hit elsewhere yeah it's i don't not remember clear. where yeah. exactly he's shot but yeah he's like not like in like super danger but he's in the right. hospital the rest of the episode i think yeah so, mm-hmm. so yeah. they rush him and, to the hospital and in the boat the kidnapper gets away with the boy right with the the college kid so yeah. the girl is saved but the boy is not right the girl is able to ID the kidnapper, though. Yes, and it is Lucas Henry. There's an agent who was showing pictures to the girl for the purpose of identifying mm-hmm. the guy. She picks yeah. out this one. His name is Lucas Henry. And the guy is then telling this to Scully in which he says that he did time for narcotics, sexual assault, nothing big. Which oh, my like, God. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Nothing big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah. Just sexual assault. No yeah. big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And so the agent says, though, that Lucas Henry was always thought to be an accomplice to Boggs. Yeah, that like for some of Boggs' murders, they couldn't prove it, but they knew that L- Lucas Henry was involved. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so Scully confronts him, and he starts channeling... Oh, before she he starts channeling, she has a very intense little thing to say to him. Oh, yeah. But she's, well, she starts with, if he dies because of you, in four days, nothing will stop me from being the one who throws the switch to gas you out of this life, you SOB. But yeah. She, and, yeah. It's pretty great. Oh, yeah. It's real intense <laughs> and awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I like seeing Scully mad. Yeah. Agreed. For whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. So he's channeling and starts retelling a memory of Scully's. Oh, God, that's right. Ugh. Ugh, yeah. so creepy. So, so creepy. Yes. Yeah. Um, where apparently she snuck downstairs one night to smoke when she was a teenager. And just like, my God, I forgot this guy was Wormtail. This is like the creepiest. Worm tongue. Worm, worm tongue. tongue. Right. Yeah. Worm tongue. Wormtail is Peter Pettigrew. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> compound words starting with worm in fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Both similar in their, like, they're not the primary bad guy, but they're, like, yeah. the, you know, yeah. creepy. Yeah. I found out there's a, uh, recently, this week, I found out there's a German town called Worms. I'm sure it's really? pronounced differently. Yeah, just Worms. Oh. I don't know anything about it. It's probably Worms. It's probably but, Worms. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's probably awesome. it has nothing do you think to do they with have worms. a lot of worms i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna look into it please do yeah 
that's the update everyone needs. Yeah. Is, uh... <laughs> I've just written myself a note <laughs> that says, worms, look into it. <laughs> so I hope I see that later and know what I meant. <laughs> Are they a thing? What's yeah. their deal? Yeah. <laughs> Fact or fiction? <laughs> um, so he says he knows what she wants and who she wants to talk to. Yeah. And he starts talking like her dad, but then stops and says that nobody talks to anybody until he gets a deal. This is where I wrote a note that Scully has great eyebrows. Ooh, I should pay attention. Yeah, it's like pre... I don't know if it ever gets to this in the X-Files, but like it, it's not like the super thin should. 90s. Like you know, late 90s, super late skinny 90s. eyebrows. This mm -hmm. is early 90s. Nice eyebrows, yeah. I guess. Nice eyebrows. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. I'll have to pay attention. Yeah. Um, and so Boggs talks about how when he was going to the chair last time, the priest, who sounds like an asshole, basically said that murderers will spend eternity in hell, which like... Nice, thanks. This is helpful. Thank you for telling me this right before they put me to death. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I, mean, I find that I have like really intense emotions about the whole thing because I think yeah. Boggs is one, I, I would say him and Donnie Faster are the creepiest villains in the X-Files. Yes. And mm -hmm. even Boggs, I don't, I mean, I'm really anti-death penalty and I'm yeah. uncomfortable seeing these scenes. Like they very yeah. upset me, even though it's a hundred percent clear he's guilty. And right. he's, like I said, the creepiest villain ever. And it's fiction. I still right. find it very upsetting to see these scenes of yeah. being led to, to die. I hated it. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. I mean, I mean you it'd know. be weird. I, I don't think it would be a, I don't think it's a positive character trait if you're like, ooh, get him. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like those people, I mean, you know, when Bundy was on death row, there were like mm -hmm. these like mass gatherings in Florida of people like so really? excited. Oh. oh, God. Yeah. You didn't know that? No. Yeah. That just, I mean, it's, I it's feel like, like, yeah. I'm, I'm not like, pro Bundy either, no. you know, no. Like, no. <laughs> I, I have no, no sympathy for him, but I also just like, think that we can't, I, I think the death penalty is fun fundamentally not yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. And, and I feel okay taking that stance. Yeah. Even if it's Bundy or Boggs. Yeah. So Scully tries to get him a deal, but they say no, which like, Again, death penalty is wrong, but also I see where the guy is coming from, where he, he says something along the lines of, like, this is a, he committed all these murders that he has confessed to and has showed no other remorse. Like, yeah. why yeah. would I be doing this? Which yeah. is fair. So Scully visits Mulder in the hospital and says there's no sign of Lucas Henry or the boy who was kidnapped. And Mulder reminds her and tells her to not trust Boggs. Yeah. Scully goes and tells Boggs that he got his deal and he starts channeling, trying to find the boy and says that the boy is at, um, was it the old devil brewing company? The old blue devil brewery out by okay. Morrisville, which is a real ah. town in, in, uh, Virginia, North Carolina, North Carolina. Oh, yeah. right. Right. North Carolina. Which I never got this oh. at the time, but the blue devils, that's North Carolina. So, um, yeah, I didn't get it either. I thought, ooh, spooky devils. And then I was like, wait, no, sports <laughs> team. Yeah. That's, a, I'm a little disappointed, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. It makes it less cool. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. Yeah. But he knows that she tried to get him a deal and it failed. 
and he tells her, don't follow the devil, avoid the devil, which I also yeah. feel like fair advice for life. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't follow Henry to the devil. Oh, is that specifically? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they get to him at that brewery mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's like right about to kill the boy. Yeah. And Scully shoots him because they tell him to drop his weapon. He doesn't. He has an axe. And he's about to like swing it down or like more mm-hmm. like a hatchet. Um, but Scully shoots him. And but he's not injured enough to stop him, so he runs. Yeah. Basically. And so Scully follows him. They they all chase him through this mm-hmm. brewery, which is like again, old, abandoned. Yeah. Falling down around them, lots of different rooms. Blue. Yeah. <laughs> you said old. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> He goes, I didn't know how to describe it, like this walkway platform Mm. thing, this like wooden walkway. He's standing on it right underneath this giant blue devil logo. Right. Scully has the opportunity to follow him. She pauses and the wood underneath him breaks and Henry falls to his death. Yes. Yeah. So Scully goes back to visit Boggs and he tells her that he'll give her her father's message if she comes with to his execution. Yeah, and, so, and Scully says to him when she goes back to visit him, if you'd been in cahoots with Bog or with Henry, mm-hmm. he, you Henry wouldn't have crossed that bridge and fallen to his death. Like right. you would have warned him as well if you knew about this. So she kind of believes him. Yeah. Oh, and I should also mention, I don't know if you mentioned this, that mm-hmm. after Boggs tells all that like channeling about the old blue devil, she says, I know you lied, Scully. Or he says, Scully, I know you lied and you weren't able to get the deal for me. Right. Did you mention that? And I just spaced out for a second. Yeah. Jesus. I'm sitting right here talking to you. I'm looking at nothing but my notes and still somehow I spaced out. All right. Okay. Whatever. Moving right along. I said it in a roundabout way. I said that he said that, that he knows that she tried to get him a deal, but that she failed. That's what I said. Yeah, you did say that. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. All right. It bears repeating. Yes. That's, I just wanted to stress that. Anyway, so Boggs makes the horrific uh, request that Scully attend his execution if, right. uh, if she wants to actually hear what her dad says. Yeah. So then they show him on death row. They bring him his last meal. Um, here I have a note that our mom, who is staying with us this weekend, hates the look of the prison food, which is fair. It Did looks really disgusting. Did she watch it with you? She watched the end, yeah. Oh, my God. Is that too scary for her? I mean, she seemed okay. She was partially making us lunch, partially on oh, okay. her phone. Yeah. But she was watching a little bit, and she Ooh, was very disgusted okay. by the look of the food. That's what got Which you, huh, has- okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been a little bit of a concern of mine. Like, what? Ha- I'm a vegetarian. I have celiac disease. What happens if I go to prison? But then, it, like, I have to remind myself that, like, most innocent people don't go to prison. Like sometimes it happens, people are wrongfully convicted, but most of the time people that don't commit crimes don't end up in prison. Yeah. So, and I, I, um, I I was going to say, Oh, I thought about, I was like, I thought about this too. And then I was like, no, (laughs) not prison. I've thought about it in terms of in Italy, uh, if you get COVID and and also in some other places in Europe right now, you know, you need a, at the moment that we are Mm -hmm. recording this, this could change any time. But at the moment we're recording this, you need a negative COVID test in order to fly back into the U.S. And so if you test positive, 
one option is to stay at these like COVID hotels, these like quarantine hotels, and they'll uh. bring you food and they'll test you five days later or whatever. And mm. so you're isolated mm -hmm. in this boring hotel room. And from what I've heard from people who've done this is that the food sucks. Uh. Um, and just like, especially if you're vegetarian, celiac, vegan, whatever, yeah. it's not good for you. But, and so this was what my first instinct to say to you when you brought a prison, <laughs> what everyone does at these COVID hotels is they just do like food delivery apps and they get either groceries right. or meals Which delivered. Which is presumably not an option yes, in prison. <laughs> exactly. And so my first thought when you were bringing that up about prison, I was, I wanted to be like, don't worry, you could just use an app. And I'm like, no, that's not no. how that, that doesn't work there. It works in, in like a hotel when you're sick and you're stuck there temporarily, not uh, if you're in prison for murdering your whole family. <laughs> this reminds me of, um, so to give some context, when I was pregnant with Hugo, my youngest, um, I had a partial placental abruption and was hospitalized for two weeks. Um, and so while I was in the hospital, I was like, you know, two weeks is a long time. And so I started bringing, you know, having Zach bring me more and more stuff from home. And <laughs> I asked a nurse one day, I was like, is it okay? Would I be able to have a razor in here? And she <laughs> And she, and she looked at me, she was like, this isn't prison. You can have a razor. <laughs> you should add Zach Bacon into a cake. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah, the hospital, know that. also That's not hilarious. prison. <laughs> yeah, it's on a long list of places that aren't prison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they put Boggs in the chair. Um, yeah. Which again, a very upsetting sort of It was ordeal. really, really upsetting to watch. And yeah. I'm not totally sure why they felt it necessary to include it, honestly. Yeah. I felt like it could have been much shorter. But yeah. 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 It's a bit gratuitous. Yeah. And they ask if he wants to make a statement and the door kind of opens, but Scully isn't there. Like there's no, that's just kind of it for him. Presumably yeah. he dies. Um, and Scully wasn't there because she was with Mulder. Which yeah, I a much healthier support. decision. Yeah, I would have been okay with if we skipped that scene entirely and it went from Boggs telling Scully she needs to be there to Scully just being with Mulder. True. They could have, you know, referenced. Yeah, Mulder could have been that. like, so how come you decided not to go? Right. And, yeah, and there yeah. we go. And she says that she didn't need to go because she does know what her father wanted to tell her. And he says, how? Like, how did you know? Or mm -hmm. how do you know? Right, and, and she, she says, says, he was my father. Like her mother mother did cryptically, but this yeah. time it, it seems more at like, peace or whatever. Yeah, like she knows him, he's her dad. She yeah. doesn't need Boggs to channel him. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah, which was a, a very healthy decision, I feel. Yeah, because I kind of feel like, you know, most people's dads who love them, mm -hmm. I know our dad, you know, like would never think, you know how I want to reach out to my... Um, <laughs> to my living uh, daughters is through a really creepy murderer. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would know this is not going to be reassuring. This is going to be deeply upsetting. And they would yeah. not do that. So, yeah. Yeah. I occasionally worry that someone I love will die and then try to reach out to me in a way that just scares me to death. <laughs> Zach in particular. I don't know. I feel like he would just have no reference point for what would scare me. It's like, a very real concern. You know, I was going to say you're, that's ridiculous. And then I thought, no, you're right. I mean, 
Yeah, I I could see in, that. In which way? Oh, about in, Zach. I, about Zach. You're right about Zach. Oh yeah. 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 Same reason again when I was pregnant. I could see him being like, "Oh, but but I pushed this book off the shelf and I thought that wouldn't scare you because I know that you know I like that book and you would think of me yeah, or something yeah, and you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, my books are moving around on their own. There's a poltergeist. Yeah. This is terrifying." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Similarly to how when I was pregnant with Hugo, I had to get progesterone injections and I could get them at the clinic or we could do them at home. Oh god. Um and Zach was like, "Yeah, I could do that." I was like, no, 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 no. Like the fact that he was so calm about it <laughs> made me sure that that would be a bad idea. <laughs> like if he was like, yeah, you know, if, if, cause we had two friends who were nurses living next door. If he was like, yeah, you know, if they helped me and supervised and taught me how, then like that would have given me a little confidence, but he's just like, yeah, sure. I could do that. <laughs> like, no. Oh God, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there is absolutely no way in hell Adam would ever give me an injection. And I am okay with that. Like, well, Zach would. Yeah. <laughs> keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could drive across town to go to a doctor's yeah. office or drive across town to your house. Let's yeah. do it. No big deal. <laughs> My God. So that was the episode. Yeah. Um, next up is Gender Bender, which sounds like it's going to annoy me. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. Um, I, I have a feeling it's going to age very poorly. Yeah. Um, there is a weird little guest star moment that might hmm. be um, worth seeing just for that. i got to admit, there's this small part of me that's like, can we just skip this? I know. And Same. there's also but if there's we another... start doing that, Exactly. Then it's, it yeah. sets a bad precedent. But I what know. we can do, if we don't like it, is just talk about other stuff a lot. That's true. Ghost in the Machine was a very exactly. short episode. Yeah. As That's far as true. Actually, yeah. Yeah. We'll just talk about We can stuff. put it on while we grade. Like worms. We're both in, in you the... You know? We yeah, can talk yeah. about worms. Yeah. You'll have an update. I'll so have an update. Prepare your worm update so that if we don't have anything <laughs> yes. to talk about... Yeah. <laughs> worms, fact or fiction. <laughs> what if you come back and claim their fiction? <laughs> yeah. It'd be more entertaining than the episode, most likely. Yeah. So... Do you remember... The episode? I, I don't, remember I don't the premise. I, ever saw it. I remember the premise, and I re- and I just feel like this is going to stink. But yeah. whatever. We'll see. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you, or should we just wait and um, see? No, I guess we'll just wait and see. Yeah. I have to watch it anyway. So yeah. I guess we'll... Yeah. yeah. We'll just wait. And, um, oh, well, I guess I will share, actually, just the premise in case anyone else is curious. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's like, it's that there's some criminal i don't remember the mm-hmm. details who can switch their gender magically dun, dun, dun. yeah and i just i don't know i have a feeling it's going to seem really tasteless and yeah. possibly offensive um but yeah. uh but there is a uh, an actor in there that you will recognize that is interesting and that is the only okay. thing i find interesting about this episode uh okay. that i recall from 20 years ago maybe i'll watch it now and be like what a fascinating time capsule of early, the early 90s views of on transphobia. Gender. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Um, so I'm not into that. Right. But we got some good stuff coming up after that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, oh, and I did have a few facts. So we do have a listener story for today. Oh, yeah. Spooky story. This story. Yeah, but I read it last night in bed and was oh, no. so scared. Yeah. The oh. story we have coming up in a moment. I don't um, know why. Scared the heck out of me. Really? Yeah. Don't care for I, it. I read it like an hour ago in the okay. daytime. So yeah. um, I do have a few interesting facts about this episode. Oh, yeah. Um, about Please. Beyond the Sea from the X-Files wiki. Oh, yeah. So apparently there is a magazine called Starlog. So 
This is on the X-Files wiki coming from Star Starlog, issue 210. Okay. And uh, from the magazine Cinefantastique. Okay. Volumes 26 and 27. Apparently, this episode originated from multiple sources, one of which was a book. Oh. The wiki doesn't mention the book, and I didn't dig deep enough into mm -hmm. Starlog issue 210. <laughs> um, but producer Glenn Morgan had recently read in some book um, that contained statistics about how the about the amount of women who have visionary encounters with deceased male family members soon after Whoa. their deaths. Whoa. That it said, quote, that 75% of widows within three months have a vision of their husband and 35% of mothers see their sons. So I feel I like have, that seems really high. It seems really 75%? high. 75%? Yeah. Yeah. Like we asked four people and <laughs> yeah. uh, who are at this like paranormal club meeting yeah. and yeah. three of them. <laughs> yeah. So I, I am. At I the am, same time, I like it. And also. Yeah. I'm skeptical. I think it's a bit ridiculous. But, you know, I don't know. I, yeah. I would be interested to hear more about where that came from. Yeah. Agreed. You know. Mm -hmm. Let's see. And then what was the other thing? Oh, the other thing was just that Lucas Henry mm -hmm. was, uh, is a very similar name to Henry Lee Lucas. Oh, and Luther Lee Boggs. Mm -hmm. um, Lu Luther Lee Boggs and Lucas Henry. And then there's the actual serial, ser serial killer, Henry Lee Lucas. Ah, uh, so it's clearly so there was, influence. Yeah. 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 And he was... He, he is really interesting. There's actually a documentary I keep meaning to watch about him um, because he confessed to, like, 600 murders. What? And I like, bet he was just, like, bragging. Bragging I have no, or I know lying? Um, both. Like, trying to sound cool. Well, so, like, he... Uh, I know nothing about him. He this was, is just my gut instinct. <laughs> he was convicted of three murders, or like known to have mm -hmm. murdered, I don't know how many more convictions. Mm -hmm. And he uh, uh, confessed, confessed to six, thank you, to 600, 11 of which he did probably kill. Oh, hmm. But then the other 500 some, he probably did not. Like some are known that he po he could not have. Yeah, okay. I don't know, it's an, it's an interesting, I, I'm, mm. This is all I've got. I mean, I'd okay. you know, I'd like to watch that documentary. That's why. Yeah. Okay. I'd like so. you to watch it and tell me about it. Great. I will. You can tell me about worms. Yes. Um, all right. So I'm going to read an email sent to me from our friend, Kathy. This is the same Kathy whose video game you should buy. I'm sure the... you heard our ad. Yes. Yep. It's awesome. Yeah. Once again, so. the day we fought space. Get yep. it. Yep. Okay. Hey friends, here's the story I promised you earlier. The phenomenon is admittedly underwhelming, but the ways in which it defies explanation haunt me to this day. This happened around 2014-2015-ish. I was in bed, late at night, all the lights off, blackout curtain drawn. I was having a bit of trouble sleeping that night, and after my eyes had adjusted to the darkness, I saw the faintest pulsing light coming from a far wall. From the far wall. A single cool white dot about the size of a smell, small ED, oh my God, sorry, <laughs> about the size of a small LED, slowly pulsing on and off about every five seconds. 
My first thought was that it might have been the standby light on a device I had forgotten that I had brought into my bedroom. It seemed too high up on the wall for that, but sight lines can be hard to judge in the dark, so I flickered, flicked the lights on to take a look at that area. Nothing. Nothing but bare wall. I flicked the light off again, keeping my eyes pointed in the general area for about a minute, didn't see anything, and tried to sleep again. After a few more minutes of sleeplessness, my eyes had adjusted to the low light again, and I could see the pulsing light on the wall again. At this point, I had three theories. The first was that it was something in my eye, a retinal misfire. I've heard of it happening. The second was that it was something inside the walls. This particular wall is adjacent to the attic. So creepy. That's me interjecting to say that. I don't like that the wall is adjacent to the attic. Nope. Nope. Okay. Which I've never really been up inside. For all I knew, there was some kind of blinking device right behind the wall that was somehow shining through. Terrifying. Yeah. The other theory was that it was a light shining from outside, a tree swaying in front of a street lamp, shining through a small gap in the blackout curtain at just the right angle. So I got out of bed, this time leaving the light off so my eyes could keep track of the light. It stayed in the same spot no matter what angle I was looking and showed up in both eyes, which ruled out my retina as the source. As I got closer, it looked for all the world like it was coming from the wall itself. And I knew a simple experiment could tell me if the light was coming from inside the wall or shining onto the wall. I held my hand up to cover the light. If the light appeared on my hand, it was coming from outside. If not, it was coming from inside the wall. And this is where it gets strange. As soon as I covered the dot, it immediately appears a few inches to the left beyond where my hand could cover it. I hate that so much. Yeah. I moved my hand to cover its new position, and the moment my hand was no longer obscuring the original position, it reappears there. It's regular pulsing rhythm uninterrupted by the sudden teleportation. I stare at the wall, at the light, trying to figure out what could possibly respond to the presence of my hand like that. Coming up with nothing, I try the experiment again. But this time, I don't actually touch the wall. I stop short. I think I wanted it to be light from outside rather some, than some weird touch-sensitive electronics in my walls. <laughs> that would not be where Fair. my mind would go, yeah. though. <laughs> would, um, yeah. Like, <laughs> and seeing the light shining from the outside onto my hand would put the whole issue to rest. But that's not what happened. As soon as my line of sight to the blinking light is interrupted, it reappears to the left. It doesn't matter if my hand is on the wall or two feet away from the wall. It doesn't matter if I reposition myself and try to obscure it from my view. Whatever this is, it's not only responding to my hand, but to my gaze. That realization late at night was enough to freak me all the way out. I slept on the couch downstairs that night and purchased a nightlight the following day. I told my roommate at the time about the story, and we talked about repeating the experiment with him around to see if it was something he could see, or if what, or if it was for my eyes only, but we kind of got too freaked out to ever try it. To this day, I have no theories about what it was. I haven't so much as found a bit of folklore that matches the experience, and I still keep the nightlight on. So Ooh. creepy. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing. We actually have a story that reminds me of this in hmm. our family. Really? Our Aunt June, um, who's our mother's aunt, who had, has since passed away quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. back in the, I want to say either late 70s or early 80s, our Aunt June's daughter mm-hmm. was murdered. Right. Why can't I think of her name? Janine. Janine, thank you. Mm-hmm. And 
Janine. So our mom's cousin. Our mom, yeah. 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 And so um, Janine and June had been living together, and they'd been sharing a closet. And Hmm. Aunt June, at one point, shortly after Janine's death, was looking at the closet, not thinking about Janine. I don't remember Mm -hmm. the circumstances or the details. And, in fact, I can maybe – mom is with you. You can ask her for clarification. Yeah. But – uh, Aunt June saw a small point of light tracing around the Janine's half of the closet oh, in this like pattern, what? just tra- like a small dot like that that just really? kind of f- moved through space tracing Janine's stuff. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I did not know that. Yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. That so, is, huh. So there you go, Kathy. That's one other light dot-based paranormal story. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Huh. So that makes the dots somehow a little bit less scary, I think. I think, um, yeah. 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 So, so, yeah. So maybe it was something nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Although I wouldn't care for... I wouldn't care for that either. No, I don't frankly. like that it moved and like. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. although as, as you said, if Zach were to cu- try to haunt you, you feel he'd do probably a pretty terrible job of, yeah. uh, of yeah. not doing something scary. Maybe right. you guys should establish what he should do and set mm-hmm. it like, you know, mm-hmm. you don't know yeah. what the options are, but like, let's like establish some, some rules. See the, see, the problem is if I die first and I have the opportunity I would really want to freak him out. <laughs> I'd, I'd freak him out at first and then, you know, say nice things or whatever or yeah. show him I was fine. But, like, I don't know. He's so unflappable. Mm. I'd, I'd want to. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not unflappable. So. No, you're very flappable. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very flappable. About, yeah. about these sorts of things, to be yeah. clear. Any sort yeah. of, like gruesome or death or you know blood or tubes in the body yesterday uh helen and i hung out and and what did i say you said oh most of my students drawings were tube based and i said well we meaning humans we're tube based aren't we and you said (laughs) they're pipe based pipe based pipe based yes i said are we pipe based (laughs) and you said no not really no but yeah you're okay (laughs) you're okay with pipes yeah the human body's pipes you are not to be clear i'm not Uh uh-uh yeah no, yeah. circulatory system. No, thank you. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Everyone has something. Cool. We'll send in your stories. Um, yeah. Please rate, review, subscribe, all those good things that help us out. And uh, see you next time. And if you have any hints for how I can keep my bangs from getting greasy, besides dry shampoo. Why no. besides dry shampoo, though? Well, I can Can't use dry shampoo, shampoo, but I just feel like, is there something I could be doing on the other end of things? Like when I get out of the shower, I just, I like, I just feel like they immediately. Are you blow drying them? No. Okay, we'll start there. Uh, I want some answer. Well, see, this is the thing. You want an answer that's like you don't have to do anything. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that they're magically just say this magic hair word (laughs) and you know, or just like pass your hand over them in a like aligned from north to south, and you know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to have to blow dry my bangs. I'm kind of, you know, that's, that's a level of commitment I can't handle. 
well, then you yeah. might you might be stuck. But in case any of our listeners right, do have sure. a magic word, um, yes. you know, I'm just looking for all of you to improve my life. Help me fix my bangs. Help me work on my vertical leap. You know, yeah. help me out here. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we now we can Smart end. people. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>